Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time podcast. It's Fantasy Football Friday. It's actually Saturday. We had to move our day a little bit so we could get Alex in on our picks. So we're going to have our football, uh, fantasy football program, and then we're going to bring Alex in to have our preview and look ahead to NFL Week 2. Also next week, we'll be returning to Fantasy Football Fridays, not Saturdays. Uh, we're going to have Dynamo David in to do some college football picks and a little preview of the look of a little preview of the college football season in week three. So we're looking forward to Dynamo coming in next week for college football. All right, last week was a bit of a mixed bag for our daily fantasy picks. We had some nice picks in the quarterback with Russ Wilson, Josh Allen. Uh, We missed uh, a little bit on Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers, but they did get in the 20-point range. With their price tag, it wasn't too bad. The only real miss of my suggestions was Tyrod Taylor, who reminded us why he's not a very good quarterback. Um, my stayaways were Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Tom Brady. Uh, Lamar Jackson ended up finishing sixth overall in quarterback with his price being the number one quarterback of the week. That was actually a pretty good call. Kyler Murray did have a nice game, as and Tom Brady just finished outside the top seven. So the call on Tom Brady was pretty good as well. Now the running backs, we did not have as great of week. Austin Eckler, Evan Singletary, and Chris Tomlin all underwhelmed a little bit. But we did get our calls right on the stage aways in Joe Mixon and Leonard Fournette. Receiver-wise, it was a bit of a mixed bag. We talked about Devontae Adams, which had a great week. Keenan Allen and Ty Hilton both had pretty poor weeks. Uh, Stephen Diggs and McLaurin did all right, and Preston Williams and Jalen Rieger did not explode, but they did produce some points, and for their low price tag, it was pretty nice. Uh, the call on DeAndre Hopkins was a bit off. He had a really nice game, and him and Kyler seemed to mesh pretty well. On the tight end side, Mark Andrews did great. Uh, Hayden Hurst was a poor call. Atlanta didn't seem to use him. They still were able to, they basically did nothing for three quarters and then threw to Jones and Ridley for the last half of a blowout game. And our call on Ron Galkowski to stay away was pretty good. So overall a mixed bag for week one. So let's move on to week two. Alright, so week two for our daily fantasy plays. Uh, High budget wise, we like Dak Prescott. I think he'll have a nice game for the, the Atlanta Falcons. And it'll make up for his poor game versus the Los Angeles Rams. He comes in at 8,300. So if you're looking for a high-end quarterback on the week, Dak Prescott. Uh, in the medium range, I like Matt Ryan. And on the lower end, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy will bounce back versus a very poor defensive team in the New York Jets. And at his 7,100 price tag, really like Jimmy G for a nice week. Uh, my stay away quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Not that I think they'll have bad weeks, but uh, I think you can get the same point production with a little bit lower value in uh, someone like Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo. Watson comes in at 7,900. You can get Matt Ryan for 200 less. Jimmy G at 800 less. And Kyler Murray comes in at 1,000. 300 less for Matt Ryan. 700 less for 900 less for Jimmy G. And also, if you wanted to bump it up at Dak Prescott, he's only 400 more for 
for Dak Prescott and 300 more than Kyler Murray. So my two stayaways, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. For the running backs, uh, didn't have a didn't have a, a big, only one guy came in in the uh, really high budget range. Really liked Derrick Henry's matchup this week versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. With A.J. Brown out, they'll probably run the ball even more. So look for Derrick Henry to be the top of the elite backs. Uh, in the more medium range, uh, Aaron Jones and Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders will be back this week. Uh, I think they'll use him pretty often, especially in uh, short passing situations. So for, look for him to get a lot of catches and quick passes due to the Philadelphia Eagles poor offensive line play. And I think Aaron Jones has a nice matchup this week versus the Detroit Lions. So look for Aaron Jones at 7700 to be a nice value. Uh, Miles Sanders comes in at 6800 pretty good value. On the lower end, uh, really like Naheem Hines. Uh, he'll definitely be the ke- pass catcher out the backfield, and even last week I thought he was a better runner. So look for him to get even more action than Taylor, who everybody will be high on, and Naheem Hines comes in at a nice price of 5500 Also look for J.K. Dobbins to get a lot of work this week at 5700 Pretty good value there. I think they'll use him up a lot early to save the legs of both Ingram and Jackson, and he has a nice pass catcher option. So good value at 5700 for J.K. Dobbins. On the stay away end, uh, everybody at the top seemed to have pretty good matchups this week. Little worried about Saquon Barkley, and at $9,000, I think they're better values on the field. And the other one that I think might have a little bit of a down week is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, just think the Chargers' defensive line will be a little bit much for them to handle, and I think they'll get their passing game going because going, I think the Chargers are a little bit weaker in the secondary than they are up front, and he might not get as much usage this week. The Chargers last week shut down Joe Mixon, so look for that to continue, and maybe Hilaire doesn't have quite as big a game as he did the week before, especially with a price tag at $8,000. Now, on the receiver end, uh, more of the high end, uh, I really like Cooper Cup. It's 7,200. Think he'll get a lot of targets and balls this week. Look for the Rams offense to be a little more explosive this week versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Their secondary has always had some problems, so I look for Cooper Cup to have a nice game. On the lower end, uh, Robbie Anderson at 5,900. Just think he's an explosive receiver and he's in a pretty nice situation in Carolina. I don't trust the Tampa Bay defense, and uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater will spread the ball around and get him the ball. He's always been, he's always been a pretty good receiver when he's had his head on straight. So look for Robbie Anderson to have a nice week and at 5,900, good value. Also, as the Cowboys, I look for their offense to explode. C.D. Lamb comes in at 5,200. He seemed to be the best receiver on the field last week. Uh, Armani Cooper's a little dinged up, so maybe Lamb gets a couple more targets and maybe hits a big play and get his first touchdown. And 5,200 still seems pretty low. Also for the Colts, Paris Campbell. He got a lot of the targets last week. He probably was the best receiver on the field for the Colts. And he comes in at a nice price at 5300 much cheaper than T.Y. Hilton. And uh, even though the Colts lost last week, they still pass for over 300 yards. If you're looking for higher-end receivers, I think this is probably the week Tampa. It's a good week to use the Tampa guys, both Goodwin and Evans. I don't know which one will break out this week, but Carolina's defense is pretty poor. They got shredded pretty good versus the Raiders, and I look for both of them to have pretty big days. But they are on the more expensive end. On the stayaways, uh, I have Adam. 
I'm Thieland. I think with the reduced weapons the Vikings have, I look for the Colts to key on him and maybe I look for the Colts to key on him and take away some of his numbers even if the ball will probably be forced to him a little bit. 7,300 just seems like a lot. My other one is Juju Smith-Schuster. I just just look for that Broncos game to be pretty low scoring and uh, I think both teams will try to run the ball a lot and there won't be a lot of plays on offense. And 7,100, I think there are better values out there. Cooper Cup's just 100 more and I think that game will be much more wide open than the Broncos Steelers game. On the tight end side, my buys Mark Andrews. He will be my buy until he reaches up into the high end receiver mark. He's Baltimore's number one target and their best receiver. So when his value starts to reach high end receiver value, that's when I stay away. Uh, two low end tight ends, OJ Howard playing a game versus Carolina. I think they'll try to get him involved. And the Carolina defense being poor, I look for OJ Howard to get a touchdown. 4800 is a nice price for him. Also with AJ Brown out, I like Johnny Smith at 4900 With Johnny out, with AJ Brown out, Johnny probably gets a couple more targets, and he presents good value at 4900 with a nice matchup versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's my list for the daily fantasy buys and don't buys. If you're playing a season-long league, there were a couple guys on the waiver wire I thought would be nice pickups. Uh, Malcolm Brown and Naheem Hines are both owned in around 50% of leagues. Both should definitely be owned now. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I think. Dallas Goddard with the reduced weapons of the Eagles wide receivers. I think their two tight ends, Ertz and Goddard, both will get a lot of targets. Goddard had a big week last week and should definitely be someone who should be owned in every league. Other receivers that you should probably pick up off the waiver wire, Paris Campbell, Scotty Miller, Robbie Anderson, and Lacavia Chenault. I think all are capable of having big games this week and throughout the season, so they would be nice bench plays for bye weeks and if you have players injured. That's the Fantasy Football Friday report for this week. Now we'll bring in Alex to go over our preview and picks for the week. All right, we're going to bring Alex into the podcast to do our preview and picks for the week. Alex, how are you, buddy? Good, Hannah. How you doing? I'm doing all right. We had a pretty decent week in our mutual picks. We went three and two. Uh, that was enough to get us four points that week in our FanDuel contest. The leader is at six, so we're only two points behind. Nice. Let's do this. Minus the 35,000 other people who are in front. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that part. Well, I think if we go three out of five every week, we will work our way down. All right, so let's start out with our mutual picks for the week. We'll start out with the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are five and a half point favorites. Um, I'm a total pass on this game. The Bears sucked last week and I got lucky even having them in my picks. Uh, five and a half seems like a lot. I don't know what to make of the Giants game very much. Uh, the Steelers are just much better and that defense was all of them. So. Well, even though I agree with you, uh, this is definitely a pass. Uh, this is going to be the type of game where uh, Trubisky is going to go off. I can see it. You can see a Trubisky going off. I can see it. This is his coming out party. All right. Well, some would say that fourth quarter was his coming party. <laughs> it's going to continue. All right. So our next game, all right. The Minnesota Vikings at the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts are minus three. I kind of like this line, though the Colts screwed me last week. Uh, I'm more of a non-believer in the Vikings, but I could easily be talked out of it if you don't like the Colts minus the three. <sighs> to be honest with you, I feel like this is going to be a pretty easy victory for the Vikings, even though I really do like Colts. Um, just based off what they showed last, uh, 
I don't know. I have to see a lot more. Uh, the Vikings have been pretty consistent other than last week where uh, they kind of choked on us. I kind of like the Vikings, but if you feel like this is a, a pass or whatever you want to do is fine with me. Um, well, I can probably easily be talked out of taking the Colts and marking them down. It's just I, honestly, it just scares me to take the Colts right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I agree. All right. We'll move on from this one. We'll keep in mind that you like the Vikings, but let's keep that in the maybe. Okay. We'll keep it in the maybe, though I, for some reason, have irrational love for the Colts, though I don't think I actually like it. They're blessed. That's how I felt last week. All right. So we're moving on to the Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are minus four and a half. Another one I don't really love. Um, I think the Cowboys will probably pull this out, but that four and a half seems a little scary. This looks like a three-point game of teams going back and forth and doing a lot of scoring. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a back and forth game if you can count on the Falcons showing up defensive. Uh, I think the Cowboys are probably the better team here, but I can definitely see Matt Ryan throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns to Julio Jones so, and Gurley sneaking one in there. Yeah, I know. I have a weird feel that Gurley's going to have a big game. I don't know why. Well, it's the Cowboys. He, if you remember the last time they played each other, uh, he kind of went off on them and then he disappeared. All right. So you want to put this in our pass for now category or you yeah, have a feel? for now. Way? All right. For now, let's put in pass. We're moving on to the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers minus five and a half. Um, I think Green Bay's probably the play here, but once again, this line seems a bit high for me. You could probably easily talk me into Green Bay. And that's actually what I'm going to try and do, because uh, I, I think that Green Bay uh, is going to pull off the win, and I think they'll win by at least 10 points. Uh, th- that's just my thinking. The only thing I'm scared of is maybe the Lions are actually good, and that fourth quarter was an aberration, and maybe the Packers are not quite as good as their score last week, but uh, I could easily. I we'll mean, see. I look at the line, and I think Packers easily by a touchdown. So yeah, and that—that's how I feel when I'm when I'm looking at this game. I can totally see Green Bay winning by a touchdown. All yeah. right. Well, since we don't have any picks right now currently, and we're working our way further down the slate, we'll mark Green Bay down as one of them. Okay. All right. Next up, the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are five and a half point favorites. I I'm gonna I like the Bills, but I just don't like them going on the road to Miami. It will probably be 90 degrees and sweaty there. Even after last week's performance. I do like the Bills and I will probably be on them all year, mostly like I've been for the last two years, but I don't know. Something makes me nervous about this weird game. Everyone's going to shove their money on the Bills because they played so well last week versus the Jets and everybody watched a bad Miami game where Fitzpatrick threw a bunch of picks. I think the only thing that really scares me is going on the road and playing in that heat. Okay, well, I'll stick with I'll stick with your choice for this, uh, although I do see Dolph, the Dolphins. All right, we'll put it in a side category with your... Uh, I don't know if you can tell I'm having a lot of feelings to Yes, I know. I'll put it in a side category with your Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I like the Bills more than I like the Vikings, so. Definitely. All right, the San Francisco Giants, uh, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up for a very long time. The hey, San Francisco 49ers are at the New York Jets. The San Francisco 49ers are six and a half point favorites. Um, this is the one of the ones I do like, even though the spread is really big. Um, I just think the Jets suck. I think the Niners will bounce back this week even yeah. if the spread is pretty big yeah i'm totally i'm totally with you on that one i don't see the jets putting up much of a fight they didn't show much last week and uh they had some some losses uh on their personnel which i think is only going to hurt them even more uh i like
like the 49ers to win this one and probably by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this will be an easy winner and I figure jump on Jets lines before they all move into high double digits. Although just wait, it's a, it's an early game from a West Coast traveling East watch. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm expecting bad, but I just, the Jets were so bad last week. I can't make myself 49ers can't beat the Jets badly. I agree, I agree with you. All right. We'll mark that one down. Next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars are at the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are 10 and a half point favorites in this one. This line was made before AJ Brown was ruled out. So it's now down to seven and a half, but they give you 10 and a half. Um, I see no way Jacksonville wins two games in a row, but the spread seems pretty high. The only thing I could say is we're getting three points of value here if we want to take the Jags. Oh, do you believe in the uh, Minshew magic? I believe he's an adequate quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. That line really scares me, especially with AJ Brown being out. Well, we'll put it in our maybes. I don't know. The, the value there with the line now being at seven and a half and you're getting 10 and a half just seems like a steal, but also you're taking Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. on the road. I don't know how heavily invested you want to be in the Jaguars. I don't want to be invested in all. Well, I like Lacadia Chenault, the receiver Colorado. Other than that, I find not being... All right, the next game up is the Los Angeles Rams at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are a half-point favorite, so whoever wins, wins the bet. So I didn't have a feel on this game. What do you think? You know, you can call me a homer all you like, and most of the time, I'll, I'll admit to it, but I have a feeling that the Rams will have just enough to pull off the win. And with the uh, the line being so low, I feel like this is almost a game, especially the way the Eagles played last week. Well, I do like the Rams, and I like them this year. Uh, we're still getting low spreads from them. The only thing, uh, Miles Sanders is returning for the Eagles, so they might their offense might be a little better, which scares me a little bit. But that line was so bad, I look for the Rams' defensive line to be in the backfield. Eh? Yeah, so if you just... really like it, you can convince me the Rams are a good pick here. The, my, my reasoning for that is based off of last week against that defensive line, Washington. Uh, I feel like the Rams have a pretty formidable uh, defensive line. And you've got the best defensive player in the league who can always make a big play, even by himself. I, I like the Rams, but I'll leave this one up to you. All right, we'll mark down the Rams as a yes for right now and see if we like something better going down the line. All right, next up is the Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are minus five and a half. This is one that I like, but once again, the spread seems about a point too high for me. I think the Steelers will be all over the Denver Broncos, but I just, I think the Broncos defense could probably hold the Pittsburgh Steelers offense a little better than the Giants did. And I don't know, something about the five and a half scares me. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, just yeah, the line, the line is what definitely keeps me away. Uh, Pittsburgh's a solid team. We we kind of all predict that coming into the season. Um, and Denver's definitely a better team than uh, New York. I think you stay away from this one. All right, we'll move on. We might keep that in the back of our heads if we're short teams. I know you like it, so. I like it, but I don't love it. If I had to force picks, that would probably be one, but I don't know. It just seems high. I'm very scared this is Steelers go down and get a field goal at the end of the game and win. All right, next up, Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are seven and a half point favorites. Carolina's defense is bad, so I do expect the Bucs to sort of run up the offense this week. Um, but I think Carolina's offense is pretty good, so I think they could score on the Bucs. Seven and a half seemed a bit too high for me, especially off that seven hole number. I don't like that half point sitting there. Yeah, that's probably the most concerning part about it. Um, I, I do think that Tom Brady probably bounces back and gets his first win, uh, but I don't like this game. Yeah, neither do I. Let's move on. This one I kind of like, and you're probably not going to like me for it. The Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. 
Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are six and a half point favorites. Um, I love the Washington D-line. I think they can harass Kyler Murray. Uh, I understand the offense is beyond simple and awful, but I just think these two teams probably play a close game. I think Arizona probably plays close games all year. Yeah, uh, Arizona's definitely on the rise uh, from from what I've seen. I think that they're definitely an up-and-coming team. Uh, I personally don't like the line. Uh, I think it's too high. I think it's going to be a, a tight game. I think it's going to be maybe a field goal game. Uh, and I actually, believe it or not, I actually like Washington in this game. I kind of uh, like Washington just, too. Just to so. win the game. Uh, I don't like the line. But if you if you believe in it, I, I believe in you. That's all that matters because you are the champ. Well, let's ride with Washington here and then you can yell at me next week when they lose <laughs> by 40 and can't score any points. If they win, I'm with you. If they lose, I told you to go against it. <laughs> yes, I know. All right. Baltimore Ravens at the Houston Texans. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by six and a half. I just, I can't make myself take the Ravens on the road minus six and a half versus the Texans. I know everything looked great for the Ravens last week and terrible for the Texans, but something tells me just to stay away from this game. Yes, uh, I'd stay away from it. Uh, I think that somehow Baltimore pulls off a tight win in this, uh, and that's just because of Houston. I, I feel like their defense didn't quite show what they really had. I feel like they're better than what they showed last week, and Baltimore's offense is pretty scary, but on the road, uh, I, I'm saying this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Kansas City Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. There's a fun little fact the Chiefs have covered 10 straight games in a row. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, you could very easily talk me into taking the Chiefs, though this line is ridiculous for a road team, but uh, the Chargers were really bad on offense last week. They could only manage 17 points versus that Bengals team that just got ripped on Thursday by the Browns. Yeah, by the way, welcome back Odell Beckham. Well, Not yes, a huge he, game. Not yes, a huge he, game, but, you know, something. He did catch one long pass for a terrible team. So, Chiefs minus eight and a half. I, too many points. Too many points. All right. You'll be the voice of reason and we'll move on. I, I have to be, even though I do like the Chiefs. I just <laughs> It's just too many points. All right. New England Patriots at the Seattle Seahawks, the big Sunday night game. Seattle's four point favorites. I'm very excited to watch this game, but I'm not excited to bet on this game, even as good as the Seahawks look. This just feels like a slugfest. Both teams running into each other and running the ball a lot and just a close game that goes down to the wire. I just, I don't like the minus four, but I don't like the Patriots plus four because I just didn't see enough. Yeah, uh, we we kind of talked a little bit about this game uh, and we mentioned how Bill Belichick's a pretty smart coach and he might just slow this game down enough to keep it close, you know, but I just don't see any way they can beat Seattle. Seattle looks like a powerhouse. Uh, it's, it's a game you definitely stay away from, but it's a game you sit down and watch, especially with some friends. All right, so moving on, Monday night football, the New Orleans Saints at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Saints are five and a half point favorites. The Raiders are opening their new stadium. That's exciting. Uh, No one will be there but the two teams. I think the Saints probably cover this, but I don't know what to make of Michael Thomas. Well, though yesterday he said he might be healthy, but I think they'll sit him anyway. No Thomas. Raiders opening a new stadium. I just don't know what to make of it. I didn't like the way the Saints looked in the second half of that game. Yeah, especially surprisingly on offense. Uh, They do, uh, Drew Brees didn't really do much, but it's Drew Brees. Uh, I like I like the Saints to win this game. Um, not in a dominating fashion like we're used to, though. Uh, the Raiders, happy for them with their new stadium, but I don't see them pulling off a win. All right, so we have four mutual picks right now. We need one more. You liked the Viking, you liked the Bills, and I sort of liked the Jags. Of those, what do you think is the best one we should go with? 
Huh. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm really liking that Bills that Bills game. You're liking the Bills? All right. That one we could probably agree on the best since neither of us, well, we're both going to have to watch the Tennessee Jags game since we're both in Knoxville playing on I know a few people that are going to be really excited about this game. But we'll put the Bills down. I think they have the best chance for a blowout here. And that's our five. So our five are Green Bay over the Lions at five and a half. Buffalo at five and a half over the Dolphins. San Francisco at six and a half over the Jets. And the Rams plus half a point versus Eagles and Washington at plus six and a half versus the Arizona Cardinals. This is a weird week, man. It is. I don't feel super confident this week, but I feel like based off what we have, probably the best we're going to come up with. I think so. I really struggled with my picks, so it makes sense that the mutual picks are a little weird. I don't feel confident really any. I think it's going to take a few weeks for everything to kind of catch up. Um, It's really hard for anybody to know where teams really stand right now. All right. So we're moving on to our picks versus each other. Last week, you went three and two with wins with the LA Rams plus two, Buffalo Bills minus six, and you got the Chargers Bengals under 41 and a half. Your losses were the San Francisco 49ers minus seven and the Denver Broncos plus a point. Of course. And I went five and five with wins with the Chicago Bears plus two and a half, the Green Bay Packers over 22, the Buffalo Bills over 23, the Cardinals 49ers under 48 and a half, and the Rams plus two. My losses were the Colts, minus four and a half first half, Carolina Panthers, plus two and a half, the Miami Dolphins, plus seven, and the Chargers, Bengals, over 41 and a half. Also, the Chargers, 22 and a half. Chargers were not good to me. Yeah, um, just to clarify things, we're, we're going to base the winner from this based off win percentage, right? That's correct. Okay, so if I make one pick each week, my lock of the my lock of the week, and I end up with, a, what, what am I at right now? You said three, three and, and two. Five? So if you can go undefeated for the next 16 weeks, you'll I'll have be the winner. 19 and 2, and I will not beat that win percentage. <laughs> no, I've got a few picks here. All right. Uh, on our agreement pick, we both agreed that take the Rams, which won, and so we're 1 and 0. Oh. And then on our pick war, you have the under of the Chargers Bengals. I had over. You are now 1 and 0 oh in our picks where we're against each other. Yes. Yeah, I know. Chargers. Never again. (laughs) Okay, so let's get to this week's picks. I have seven picks plus maybe three others. What do you got? I've got five plus maybe three more. Okay, so I'll start out. I'm going to start out with the New York Giants plus five and a half over the Chicago Bears. I just think this will be a close game. I think both teams will sort of play bad football and somebody will drive down and get a field goal at the end of the game. And I like that five and a half. Okay, for my first game, just like our mutual picks, LA over Philly, taking the Rams. Going back to the Rams. Oh, they haven't failed me yet. I am not on the Rams bandwagon this week, though. I don't hate pick. All right, my next pick is the Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Falcons over 54. Uh, I don't know how much I need to go into this. Both teams have very bad defenses. Both teams have very good offenses. I think there'll be a lot of score. Okay, for my second pick, uh, Green Bay at Detroit, uh, or Green Bay versus Detroit. The line's at 50. I'm actually going to take the under for that one. Oh, going with the end. I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, you know, d- divisional opponent, they know each other pretty well. They'll play each other tough. And like you said earlier, you think the lines are better than what they showed? Well, I guess we'll have to see. All right. My next pick, I have the Dolphins under 17 for the game. I don't know if the Bills will score as many points, but I'm pretty sure the Dolphins won't score that many points. So I don't, I think this will probably be Dolphins scoring somewhere in the 10 to 14 range. So I like the Dolphins under 17. Now to continue 
continue with these uh, over-unders. Um, I am also taking the under in the LA Philly game. I feel like the Rams are going to pull off the win and it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, I can see that. All right, my next pick, the Carolina Panthers plus eight and a half versus the New England Patriots. I just think the Carolina will score, so <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> I do not think the Carolina Panthers will win this game, nor do I think it will be close, but I see a pretty nice backdoor cover. So I think Carolina can score some points late as Tampa Bay throttles down. Okay, I, I, I see the logic there. Um, for my next game, uh, San Francisco's given up seven points to the Jets. I like San Francisco to win big. I also have that one. So we are in mutual agreement. San Francisco minus the seven. So we'll see if we can keep our streak alive with winners together. Okay, my next pick, Denver under the 16. Okay. I just think this will be a low scoring game in Pittsburgh. I think both offenses will struggle. So I like under 16 here. You know, last week we had some big offensive explosions of teams like Green Bay, uh, a couple of rec- uh, receiver in Arizona. Uh, except this week, I think it's going to be a more defensive week. So uh, Washington at Arizona, 46 and a half. Um, taking the under on that. At Arizona on the under. I like that. I do not have it, but I do have the Washington football team getting six and a half points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if we get her under, I bet I get my cover. So my next one is the New York Jets under 17. Uh, not much needs to be said. The Jets suck. The Niners defense is still good. The Jets aren't going to score a lot of points. Now, this one I wasn't too sure about, and we've talked about it during picks, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City. I'm looking for them to cover. Um, I'm being hopeful. This is this is kind of just a, a reach. I'm hoping that they're going to come out and destroy the Chargers and make me look like a genius. Well, I think your odds are pretty high. They've done that 10 straight times. So Yeah, with my luck, that's where the streak will end. I have one more pick, and that's the New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks, under 44 and a half. I just think this will be a low possession game with not much scoring, and I look for this to go under. Okay, and for my last game, um, I was thinking about taking the uh, New England Patriots, mostly because my wife is a big Patriot fan, but oh. I know she's going to be listening to this, so I'm going to try and get under her skin. I'm actually going to take Seattle now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably in big trouble, but I-, I hope she'll understand. When did she become a Patriot fan? Before or after Tom Brady? No, she, she's been a Patriot fan her whole life. She was born in the Northeast. All right. Those are our picks. My other one that I was thinking about was, of course, the Indianapolis Colts. But uh, I think I'm going to stay away from that one. You've talked me out of being a Colts lover for at least one more week. But if they win big this week, uh, next week, we're definitely taking them no matter. You do realize that after everything I said about them, this is when Philip Rivers is going to do what I thought he was going to do last week and just light him up. Probably so. Uh, He he did pretty good last week. I know. He had some big mistakes. Well, I think that's his whole career, though. Yes especially over the last few years. All right, that's our show for this week. Uh, be sure to come back next week when we have our review show of week two. Alex, you got anything to uh, promote? Well, I know, just uh, I have a, a Twitter that I'm kind of getting going for the channel and for my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is under that dude Achilles. Uh, you could probably find my Twitter under the, under the same thing. Uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, go follow Alex on Twitter. That's all for today, and we're out. <laughs>